This is Felix Dragsdale through the Marvel Universe, where Felix... That's me. ...drags me through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today, we are talking about Spider-Man Far From Home, a movie where a teenager goes to Europe on a school trip and gets abducted by some adults. (laughs) I wrote that before we saw the movie. (laughs) Spider-Man Far From Home originally came out on today, July 2nd, 2019. And we are recording this on today, July 2nd, 2019. How about that? We're recording <laughs> this today. Um, and then I wrote, we have no idea if this isn't the phase three era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because nobody can seem to agree to it. Technically, it is. Um, technically, I think all the phases are bullshit. Who cares? <laughs> so, Felix. Have you seen this movie before we saw it together today? Nope. <laughs> Me neither. How about that? I should have gotten a press screening. Yeah. For like press, only like bad press. <laughs> bad journalists. <laughs> well, if we were bad journalists, we'd probably be sleeping with the director, which is kind of what Happy wants. Or he whatever. Direct this one. Well, I think that's still what he wants. Probably. Okay. Um, Shall we talk about who's in this movie? Mm -hmm. You must be the famous Pepper Potts. I am Loki. I am Groot. I am Iron Man. Agent Coulson. Oh, I miss Agent Coulson. Do you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No. Well. (laughs) It's not worth it. Mark, Mark, our web guy, watches it, and it's, it's so bizarre. They're definitely like, they were like, I'll like, we're going to fancy parties and we're spies. And now it's all like we're in space and traveling in time. Oh. You know, I'm surprised there's not an island that travels in like space and time and also a polar bear. Like in Lost. Didn't watch it. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> there's a polar bear. Oh. Um, it escaped from a zoo. On the tropical island? Yeah. Oh, Okay. But my theory was that the island not only traveled in in time, it also traveled in space. And that's where they picked up that polar bear. Anyway, so in this movie, there is Peter Parker, who is Spider-Man. Tom Holland, my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. MJ, who is... I don't know how to pronounce her name. I always pronounce it wrong. Is it Zendaya or Zendaya? Well, I was going to pronounce it the second way, but you know I can't pronounce anything. Well, it's one of the two. (laughs) Okay. Um, Ned Leeds, the guy at the computer, his Jacob friend. Batalon? I don't know. I think that's his name. Okay. Flash Thompson. Tony Ravioli. He's, he's the <laughs> classmate who's kind of a jerk and is rich. Yep. Um, Betty Brandt. She the blonde one? Yeah, she's the blonde one. Brad Davis. He's the cute one. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, the one that's older. Like he got older, yeah, yeah. He grew up during the during the the snap time, and so now he's older. Um, of Shield or former Shield, we have my favorite character in the entire <laughs> MCU. Yeah, the entire MCU, Maria Hill, competent woman, Maria Hill. <laughs> She's good at her job. <laughs> we also have Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, then there is Mysterio. Uh, Mr. Quentin Beck. Played by? Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, there's some guy named Dimitri who is like sidekick to Maria Hill and Nick Fury who also drives a bus around. No, he's a bad guy. 
Uh, are you sure? I'm pretty <laughs> sure he drives the bus. He does drive the bus. She's a bad guy. Whatever. He drives the bus. Um, the oh, bus. no, wait. Was he a bad guy or a good guy? I couldn't tell if he was in on it. I don't remember. Oh, my God. Okay. He drives a bus. He drives a bus. And he I has like a with large gun. Okay. Yeah, that too. And then there are two teachers, Mr. Harrington, who I think we saw in the last movie, and mm-hmm. Mr. Dell. And Aunt May. And Aunt May. Who and, we love. And, and Happy, who and you left happy. off. <laughs> I don't like Happy. <laughs> okay. With that unhappy uh, note of Happies in this movie, let's talk about something more pleasant, like who takes off their shirt. Literally just Tom Holland. I know, I was so disappointed. I mean, I was fine with it, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's all I wanted. Although, there was one scene where he, like, goes to take his shirt off and then takes his pants off. Oh, yeah, he totally takes his pants off. And not a shirt, and I was disappointed by that. Why were you disappointed by that? Because later he takes his shirt off. That's true. It's fine. But I wanted him to take his shirt and his pants off. (laughs) Of course. But Jakey Chillenhall never takes his clothes never. off. Never. Nobody else ever takes their clothes off. And he's been like fully nude in movies before. I mean, this movie never called for it, but I was kind of I expecting called for it. <laughs> I was kind of expecting it based on my prediction where they went to London and took off each other's shirts. Yeah. Especially some weird press photo I heard about, but did not see. So I can't even believe that's true. Well, like what if they had him like after he was injured he had to like take off his like suit oh yeah so that he could breathe and then he was like sure that would be a great plot reason you should write more plots mm-hmm. but spoiler Probably. alert i don't think that he could because oh yeah he wouldn't be bruce um also spoiler alert that's all this program is yep <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we need to say that about things that were the movie we're talking about <laughs> i mean like we're not I mean, there I, yet i mean i do say it every time you say something about like a 20 year old movie like that time you spoiled like old yeller but <laughs> the dog dies stop doing that there's a whole website about it <laughs> but anyway okay ready to talk about plot because it starts in a place and that brings to me to my favorite part geography Where does it start? Well, I'm going to mispronounce this very much because it has a bunch of X's in it and it's in Mexico. So I'm going to call it Ixtenco, Mexico. Works for me. Um, I looked it up. It's outside of Pueblo, Mexico. It's east of Mexico City, kind of in the middle. Do they live in a Pueblo? No. It has about 7,000 people. Remember when we talked about Pueblos? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do not remember when we talked about Playboy. Play- Didn't we? And Hulk? And they're in Brazil? No! Those aren't Playblows. Those are favelas. That's right. I was confusing the two. Yes. I remember you confusing favelas for something else. <laughs> and I was like, how do you confuse those? Do you know what a Pueblo is? It's like a little home, right? A little town. Little- You're just... You are just saying things (laughs) we're literally saying things i mean it's a word yes it is a word spanish i assume and i'm just delaying because i don't know what it actually like 
It's like a little house. It's like, little, it's like the same word as a favela. No, a, a favela is like a particular type of slum. I mean, isn't that what a pueblo is? No, I think it's a style of building. It's also a city in Colorado. Yeah. It's also the name of some cities, including a city in Mexico. But I think it's technically like the the building style. It's Latin. Okay, that makes sense since Spanish is a Latin language. Uh, if your home is a pueblo or in a pueblo, you probably live in the southwestern part of the United States in a community of adobe houses. So does it just mean your house is made of adobe? A communal village built by Native Americans in the southwestern United States. Okay, it seems to not make mean anything. But where are favelas? Brazil. Yes, <laughs> which is not. Extent. Mexico. <laughs> okay, well, I was going to go with the southwestern United States, but yes, I mean, good job. Basically. Yeah. It's southwest of the United States. <laughs> um, so, Furry and Hill go to Mexico to investigate this town that's just absolutely decimated because there was a cyclone there, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming essentially means tornado, and that cyclone was reported to have a face. And while they're there, the Mysterio guy shows up and fights the rock guy. Yep. And he says, you don't want to be here. But I, I was going to bring this back to the rock guy from the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Is that rock guy like the rock, Fantastic Four rock guy? No. What's the Fantastic Four rock guy's name? The Thing. That's such a bad name. <laughs> Why is he not like that guy? Because he's much smaller and not made of like floating rocks. Okay. And he's orange. And then I also want to bring up the fact that both the cyclone, which is like the element of air, you know, like the fake element of air, and then the element of rock or earth, those both show up in the same place. Mm-hmm. Number number next thing that happens <clears throat> is then it fades into a lovely song and the Marvel credits, which is I Will Always Love You, as renditioned by Whitney Houston. Which I've always, like, I love that song. But I always felt like, wouldn't you be so upset if someone else got more famous for your song than you did? I mean. It's like Nancy Sinatra. That's also Dolly Parton's song. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, but at the same time, you're kind of making the money off of it. I suppose. Probably not as much, though. I don't know. Songwriter credits are pretty good because you're you're making money off of it twice. Your song and their song. And then you get to have. But I feel like Whitney Houston like tours more. I mean, not anymore because she's dead. I mean, like Dolly Parton's fine. Yeah, but like also, it happens to a lot of like smaller songwriters, also. Yeah, but also like yay for being alive. That's true. And also, if you're a smaller songwriter and somebody takes your song and like uses it and gets famous, you're raking it in as opposed to before when you're like you were like making very little. True. So I think that's probably a good thing for you that you were like, I wrote a really good song. I'm just not famous enough to make it like everywhere. <laughs> Not everybody can be Whitney Houston. It's true. Mariah Carey tried. She tried real hard. <laughs> then that fades into an in random list. Memoriam? Yes. <laughs> What's random? <laughs> I don't know. Miranda writes. <laughs> Clearly, that's what I read when I see that word. <laughs> like, you have those, right? Where you just like read what you want oh, to. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize it's not like the word composite. I usually read compost. 
<laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, um, yeah, where it lists the heroes that died, and they list Tony Stark twice, and then it goes back to the uh, school news programming with uh, what's this, Jason and Betty. Mm-hmm. I like them. Yeah. I basically talk about the blip and Jason talks about how his younger brother is now his older brother. (laughs) And it totally answered my question from Endgame, which is like, when everyone comes back, do they just all appear where they were when they got zapped out? Oh, yeah, that was pretty that was pretty good because they showed footage of like when when they got zapped out, which was during a marching band performance, Mm -hmm, like a pep rally. (laughs) Yeah, and then they all appear back on it, and then all the basketball players run into the <laughs> band. <laughs> Which physical humor is funny. Mm-hmm. There's um, a lot of that in this movie. There was, um, and then they called it the blip. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great way to remind everybody that like something crazy happened, and that's why and people died, as well as like it's weird. And then they said, "We're moving on to a new phase of our lives." Mm-hmm why i want to call this phase four but also i want to not care about phases ever again (laughs) but Uh, also that means so many people died like everyone that was in a plane just like appeared in the sky (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's no good and the thing that i i was watching a thing where people were talking about like the legal ramifications and like uh aunt may brought up how like when she got whipped back she was like in her old apartment, but new people live there because it's been five years. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> like yikes. Um, the wife that I was a good was was the was the what do you call it? The girlfriend husband was cheating. The mistress. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and like the mother thought I was I was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> that story bothered me because when they get flipped back at the end of Avengers. May and Peter are so happy to see each other, but in reality, they haven't been apart for that long as you would think. Like, that seemed like a five-year reunion. Maybe she was lying. Maybe. Anyway, so so the the school program just ends, and then Peter tells Ned all about his plan where he is going to woo MJ. (laughs) He's going to... On this school trip that's science-based for some reason to Europe. Buy her a Black Dahlia necklace made of blown glass because apparently that's popular in venice well i think of not glass when i think of venice well i think of that other glass stuff when i think of italy crap you're gonna look at me and you're expecting me to know stuff about this glass (laughs) because i just think of it it's glass with different colored glass inside of it and it reminds me of candy nope crap but now i really want some ribbon candy no, no, I just searched Italian glass and I'm not going to get anything useful. Oh, Murano glass. Don't know it. Show me the little things. Oh, God. No, this is ugly. Don't buy <laughs> Murano glass. But it is definitely from Venice. Mm. So I'm going to go with totally true. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. No, don't buy this stuff. Okay, you want to <laughs> see some ugly glass? Well, you don't. You like that, Dale. Who is the Seattle artist with glass? And it's Chihuly? Yes, that guy. Yeah, look, you could get a Picasso head made out of glass. No, thank you. <laughs> you could get a table lamp that looks some, like some anal beads. Those are glass. horrible. <laughs> yeah, they're all horrible. I mean, you could get... Dr- 
drinking glasses. They're okay, but like. But I do like literally anything from Italy. So. No, you don't. Except for Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so, so off topic. <laughs> Uh, but oh, yeah, he boy. wants to buy her like a glass little Black Dahlia flower because or it's a necklace. like the Black Dahlia murders, which is super dark. And then he's going to give it to her at the top of the Eiffel Tower and propose to her, or not propose, but <laughs> 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 propose that they go steady because he has a crush on her. Yeah. Tell her how he feels. Where's the Eiffel Tower? You better know this. Otherwise, I'll be really disappointed. London, England. <laughs> <laughs> Paris or Paradise, Nevada. <laughs> oh my god! You don't even let me say geography. My favorite part. <laughs> okay, so in summary, Ned is like, "That's a silly plan. Why don't we go and uh, be bachelors in Europe?" American I think bachelors. that that's a fair plan. Yeah, because. Yeah. Europeans love Americans. Here's the deal. You buy Mary Jane that necklace in Venice. Oh, that's a that's a good plan. You save it for her until you get back to America. Yeah, but she's going to remember all the like messing around you did. Who's to say she doesn't want to mess around with European boys? I'm not going to answer that question. Remember straight people rules. Well, here's the deal. And they're also very young. One of my goals in life is to go to Prague and just like Wait. be an American bachelor in Prague. Do you even know where Prague is? Yes. Where? The Czech Republic, formerly known as Czechoslovakia. Okay. What are they changing their name to? Prague is changing their name? No, not Prague. The Czech, the Czech Republic. Republic. Oh, you know what? I read about this, but I don't remember. Crap. Now I'm going to mess it up because I put it in there. <laughs> it's long. No, it's not. Isn't it? No, I didn't put it in there. It, it, Isn't it's it like, like a conglomeration? Czechia. No. It's not a conglomeration. They just didn't want to call themselves like Czech anymore. Well, Chechnya exists. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, hold on. Chechia. Che- oh, I didn't read about this. Yeah. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. Well, anyways, they have a very like prominent gay porn scene. Oh, oh that's why you want to go there. Uh, no, <laughs> it's just fact. They're um, like the capital of like Europe's gay porn. But I always thought that Europe would... <laughs> I always thought that Europe was an island. I always thought that the Czech Republic was an island. Wait, what? (laughs) Is it not? No! (laughs) What am I thinking of? Are you thinking of the Dominican Republic? No, I think there's like an island and it was like two islands, but now it's one or vice versa. Okay. Is it like one island that has two countries on it? Okay. Or vice versa. I always thought that like, no, yeah, I thought it was like the Czech Republic and Slovakia. It was Czechoslovakia. Yeah, no, that's, they're completely landlocked. Okay, but that was a thing that happened? That they were, they, they were one country and then they split into two countries? Yes. yes. Why did I think they were islands? They're in Europe? Yes. Eastern Europe? Yes. I'm going to go with because you're really bad at geography. I'm bad at geography. Okay, you find your islands. I'm going to just continue running through the plot of this movie since we're nowhere. Spider-Man is doing charity appearances for Aunt May's event for homeless people displaced by the blip. This is when she talks about how she was a ghost slash mistress when she showed up in her own apartment. And I didn't 
I don't know if it's like part of her comic book backstory, but I thought it was nice that they had on me working with the homeless because she does that in the video game also. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Happy is there at the event, which, um, and uh, he says that Nick Fury is just going to call Peter and Peter doesn't answer his phone. And then they use the term ghosted, which is an improper use of the word ghosted. What do you mean? Um, To ghost somebody, you have to be actively talking to them and then stop talking to them. Well, they've talked before. No, they haven't. Uh-huh. When? Before. Before is not an answer, because I'm thinking about the first Spider-Man movie, when Peter is just talking to Oh, he just talks Tony to Happy. Stark, and he talks to Happy, yeah. but he never talks to Nick Fury. Mm-mm. So there is no, it's not, he's not ghosting him. He's just, just ignoring him. He's not answering an, <laughs> un, an unknown phone call. Yeah. Which, by the way, apparently if the president calls you, it's going to show up as unknown. And I won't answer it. And you won't answer it. <laughs> you know you what? Know Peter Parker, I will do, actually, because I have send this you to fancy phone. I'll have my robot assistant answer it and say, the person you're trying to call is using a robot assistant. <laughs> Please say, state your business. <laughs> do I get that when I call you? Usually answer for me. No, because I know who you are. Oh, yeah. But it makes it confusing because the, the option is called to screen a call. But like people say screening calls when they're doing what he did yes. <laughs> and ignoring them. <laughs> yeah, they need to rename that. Um, this is where Aunt May starts talking about the Peter tingle. Mm-hmm. When, she means, <laughs> when she means Spidey sense, which he keeps asking her to not call it that. And she says it's off, which clearly it is because otherwise he would realize that. She was throwing a banana at his face. Well, no, I was going to say happy and her are totally having a thing. Oh yeah. Which is annoying because I don't think Aunt May would really have. No, she's too pretty for him. Also, when he shows up to donate the check from the Stark foundation for what I couldn't figure out was 500,000 or $500 million. I'll go with thousand. Um, it was a check from Synchrony Bank, and I was like, what a weird product placement. There are a couple weird product placements in this, but way to put the product placement in here. Mm-hmm. I really only like to put product placements for things I like in this. Well, Synchrony Bank, if you would like to sponsor our podcast for $500,000, <laughs> we're open. <laughs> wow, we're steep. <laughs> and later she throws a banana at his face. Yep. <laughs> I like the idea of a Peter Tingle because he gives me a Peter Tingle. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> there are two ways to interpret it, and I was not thinking of that way. Also, that makes Flash's joke seem even dumber because I didn't realize, like at the time, like Peter is like a like a name Important. for penis. Yeah, but in the first movie, he's like calling him Penis Parker, <laughs> <laughs> and Peter Parker is basically the same thing. Yeah. This movie, he just calls him Dick <laughs> Indeed he does. But he does say he's a big fan of Spider-Man. That was my favorite part of the previews because they had it in there, but the preview had to be PG. So they like dubbed over it. What did he call him like, in the preview? Dorkwad or something. But you could tell his lips weren't actually saying that. <laughs> um, so then they actually go on a plane to Europe. Uh, their first stop is Venice. Que cosa musica. What? I, I just said like incoherent Italian words. <laughs> Good job. I was going to say geography. Um, where is Venice? Italy. 
northern Italy. I know a lot about Italian geography, and that's oh yeah about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So speaking of geography, geography of plane, uh, Peter wants to bring it so he can use his plan of his uh, headphone splitter to sit next to MJ and watch a movie with her on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's sitting next to only his best friend, Ned, who wants to play a video game. Uh, so Ned, he's like, Ned, switch seats and like get this. And so he does, but he uses the excuse of uh, Peter's allergic to some lady's perfume. And then it ends up that Ned gets to sit next to that blonde girl. Peter gets to sit next to the boring teacher. And MJ gets to sit next to that, that cute guy who's now older, mm-hmm. but used to be the younger brother. Which they do not explain why he's still in high school. 20? I don't think he's 20. He used to be like the younger brother to the, the other guy. So like he used to be like five years younger and now oh, he's the same age. Is he supposed to be their age? Yeah, I think so. He looks so. substantially larger than all of them. Or like the, a year older Maybe or he's just having a growth spurt. Um, yeah, or maybe he's just incredibly good looking. Zendaya is also substantially taller than Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's just the fact that Tom Holland is really skinny. Maybe really skinny is your type. He's not skinny. He's very muscular. I mean, he's skinny, but like muscular. I couldn't stop staring at his arms even when he was wearing clothes. I was just like, holy crap, his biceps are huge. Kiss me. You know that's not how you kiss, right? That is. I've seen the house bunny. (laughs) When you like a man, you just squeeze his arms and say, your biceps are huge. Kiss me. (laughs) (laughs) I have not seen that because I refuse to rent it. You should watch it. It's amazing. But also, rest in peace, the relationship of Chris Pratt and Affairs because they're divorced. Also, you know who else is in the house, Bunny, that you love? Kat Dennings. Oh, okay. I like her. And Emma Stone. Welcome to Felix Dragsdale through the house, Bunny. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Um, When they get off the plane from Venice, now Ned's dating betty the the blonde yep. lady or the blonde girl she's still a girl because they're in high school or she's playing a oh girl what totally had like a relatable like cute moment about airplanes yes. or dating people in high school both well it was was it high school i think it was college i don't know but i had a crush on someone and we were gonna be flying together so i bought a headphone splitter so that we could watch movies together on the plane and then the plane didn't have a tv <laughs> What happened with this potential relationship? I literally don't even remember who it is. Okay. <laughs> but I still have the headphone splitter in my back. Well, it is a useful tool. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever used it. Oh, well, not for you. <laughs> now we have like Bluetooth and, you know, AirPods and whatnot. So then they go to the hotel, which is wet because it's sinking like everything in Venice is sinking. <laughs> but this one has a cat on a table Mm -hmm. and that made me very happy i didn't notice the cat whatsoever i can't i can't believe that i was i was very into that cat on the table (laughs) but they're basically showing that it was a crummy hotel because it was sinking in but that's also like a feature of school trips is they put you in like a kind of crappy hotel a little bit away from this the city center so that like you can get like a cheaper trip is it like common? I never went on a summer school trip. Like a normal okay. thing? To go on a summer school trip? Yeah. Um, it is not that uncommon. I went to France when I was in school. Hmm. school. 
I wouldn't want to be robbed of my summer. I already have to spend the rest of the year with these people. Well, you don't go with the like exact same people, but like usually it's language based instead of a science based. Um, And so then you're going to one country and then you're like staying with the family for a little bit. Um, Like a study abroad. It's like a study abroad only in high school. Yeah, they were in Venice. They rode gondolas and then. Well, it wasn't. It was just a regular boat. It wasn't a gondola. I'm sure that there was a gondola. gondola. Oh, no, there was a motorboat, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a motorboat. Gondola has that gondolier. Yeah. Preferably sinks. Well, what's the point of going to Venice if you don't ride a gondola? I mean, really. I don't know. You can do that in Las Vegas. Really? Oh, yeah, you can. I never have. I don't think it's that exciting. But, you know, whatever. Maybe I'll move to Las Vegas and become a gondolier. (laughs) (laughs) Career change. (laughs) But, yeah, while they're on the not the gondola. Oh, everybody's having a good time in Venice, Mm -hmm. except for Peter, who's all disappointed. Like, MJ is, like, feeding the pigeons and... The cute guy is taking pictures of her, which, by the way, this is this is just a word of advice. Do not let pigeons land all over you, because my brother did that when we were in London when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. Like, he, I mean, like, they didn't, like, poop on him. They just made him really stinky. Wow. Yeah. Which was really disappointing, because, disappointing, because, like, later during that same trip or during a different trip, they, like, like I actually got pooped on. Oh no! And like he didn't, even though he was like the kid who like bought all the like bird seed and like let you know ten of them land on both of his arms. Hmm. And I'm the one who just like randomly got pooped on while I was sitting there. <laughs> that happened to me once in elementary school when I was waiting for the bus. It was a bad day. Oh yeah, that happened to my aunt on my other aunt's wedding day. Oh no! It was before they got dressed. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but apparently I was really, really cute because I was like one and a half at the time. And so they, my aunt would be like, what was, what used to be here? And I'd go, bird poop. <laughs> uh, I hate birds. The water monster starts. Appearing out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And everything's going crazy. And then the cereal comes out and... um. Oh, and Peter uh, goes finds a carnival mask, mm-hmm. and so his identity is like hidden. And he asks Mysterio what he can do, and he's like, "Get off, get people off the bridge, and help me kick this water's ass." Which and I then, thought was funny because I don't think that water had an actual ass. <laughs> and then later he saves the bell tower from falling, mm-hmm. but he keeps getting himself hit in the head by the bell. That was pretty funny. Physical humor. Then later that night, Nick Furry visits Peter in the hotel. And tranquilizes Ned. Yeah. But I did make a note that Ned was wearing a great shirt. What did it say? It said, danger, I'm a hugger. It had a picture (laughs) of a bear on it. It's pretty cute. And then uh, Nick and Peter's conversation keeps getting interrupted by people like Dora, like Ned's new girlfriend, who's like, no, is that? Is Ned there? And like he's like, he's asleep already. And then the teacher comes by and is like, um, if you need counseling from today's like monster attack. And he's like, he's like, no, I'm fine. And he's like, great, because I'm not qualified <laughs> to give it anyway. Um, um, then they end up going to the secret location. So they stop getting interrupted. Um, and that's where he meets Mr. Beck Quinton from Earth 813 and gets informed that he's on Earth 
Sorry, I had to like sneak my mind notes. From the multiverse. From the multiverse. And that's where the bad uh, elemental beings are coming from also. Yeah, he says that they showed up on his planet at this like, you know, at a very precise location. And so like he was able to beat like the first three. But like the fire one was what destroyed his planet and his family. And he touches mm-hmm. his wedding ring. So you know that he's real sad. Also, I love the really sad teacher when they're on the plane. He like talks about how his wife left him by pretending that she got oh, flipped, yeah. <laughs> <I just laughs> but she didn't actually. And then, yeah. like in the first movie, after all the like commotion in DC, he's like, "We can't lose another kid on my <laughs> oh, <yeah>. watch." <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah. And so they talk about the, they call them elementals. Mm-hmm. And then he says that in 48 hours, the next one is supposed to appear in Prague. And Peter's like, I can't go to Prague. You know, the next stop in my school trip is in Paris. So I need to stick with them. And I want to just like have a fun summer with my friends. And I don't want to be saving the universe or revealing my secret identity to everybody. And so they, they're like, okay. We won't reveal your secret identity. <laughs> but here have these sunglasses. They're from Tony Stark. And they reroute their school trip to Prague, mm-hmm. which is where? Europe. <laughs> <laughs> well, they call it the Czech Republic. They send a bus with the driver, Dimitri. Also. What? The reason I want to go to Prague, not the porn. I'm pretty sure it's the porn, it's but go ahead. A little bit, but. It's mostly because I read this book that was written. It was like written under like a, a, a pseudonym. Uh-huh. Is uh, it about the gay porn industry? No. Is it about porn? No. Does, is there sex in it? Yes. Okay. Um, Not a pseudonym. Uh, Pen name? Yeah. There's a word for that. In Nom de plume? That one. Uh, and, uh, but it's not a man. It's actually written by these two women. And they're just friends who would like drink wine and write this little like novel together. And they dropped it off to me when I worked at the bookstore. And I like, was wait, the like the authors yeah. did? And I love them. They're like super bubbly and hilarious. And it was very rare that we got the books from like the actual authors. Um except for the one time that um who's the old woman that wrote um I wanna say the giver? I don't know. Well she came and I didn't realize it was her until I was getting off my shift and I was really bummed. Um <laughs> but anyway. So they dropped off this book to me and I read it. And it's absurd, and I think you'd love it. It's called um, The City of Something. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it says, put it in the show notes. <laughs> yes. And basically, it's about um, this girl, and she goes to Prague, okay. and she's, like, really into Mozart. Okay. And she's, like, staying in this old castle, and there's, like, sex with ghosts of like <laughs> Mozart and like other people and there's all this weird like mystery stuff happening okay and like a lot of stuff about classical music okay <laughs> weird sounds good mm-hmm. but <laughs> they're totally sexless <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed because it was you oh yeah uh, so speaking of sex in Prague as they're on their way oh. well first they're on the bus Oh, I was going to tell you how long it took to get from from Venice to Prague. And, oh, yes. By bus? Had, yeah. The answer is nine hours. That's a long bus ride. Yeah, that's why they have to take a pit stop at a gas station so to let everybody off. And while they're taking a pit stop, 
one of the not shield agents um is in the bathroom even though i didn't think that looked like a bathroom it looked like a kitchen yeah well like the sign above it said like something with a g so i was assuming it was like a german word that meant like something like kitchen or restaurant or Mm. something like that yeah but there's a lady in there and she had a little bag for peter and she's like we have a new costume for you take off all your clothes (laughs) and he's like i don't really want to and she's like no take off your clothes now so he takes his pants off first because that's a normal thing people do and he's wearing boxer briefs and they got really bunched up and um you're clearly looking at this way more closely than me <laughs> i was uh, i was busy taking the notes you've got such <laughs> nice legs um and then this like the cute boy the older one who's not actually older but was younger and now is older walks in on them and he sees them and he takes a picture of peter Peter's like, whoa, what are you doing? It's not what it looks like. And he's like, I know that you like MJ and I'm going to show her this. And then you're not going to date her. She deserves to know the truth that you're having sex with some floozy, (laughs) some European floozy at the gas station. And so then he gets back on the bus and he tries on his new sunglasses, which turned out to have like Tony Stark's AI in it, whose name is Edith, because Mm -hmm. he's always naming his AI's new things. And this one stands for... Even after death, I'm still a hero. Yep. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yep. <laughs> and he's and he's like he can read people's text messages as they're sending them. And literally, um, Ned and Betty are sitting next to each other, texting each other how much they missed miss mm-hmm. each other. I've done that before. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the point in the movie where Steven le- leaned over and asked me if me and Mark were that like cutesy and annoying in <laughs> high school. And I was like, I don't think so. I am not cutesy and annoying. Um, you're just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he just wants to get the picture off of uh, cute guy Brad's phone. But, so, but he doesn't know how to use AI technology very well. So he... Just like in the last movie, sets it to instant kill. <laughs> yeah, and orders like a drone strike <laughs> on uh, Brad. Brad Davis, the enemy, and has to do silly things to keep it from killing the bus, mm-hmm. including pointing out mountain goats, baby mountain goats that aren't there, and like leaping out of the roof of the emergency exit. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, he looks so hot in those glasses. Are you kidding me? Those glasses no. were ugly. They're like ridiculous glasses, but he looked hot in them. And he's been wearing like thick room glasses on like the press tour and like at the premiere. And he looks so cute. I disagree about these glasses. I also just love the Tony Stark glasses. Because they're I ridiculous. I disagree about those Tony Stark glasses too. Why? Bad those too. I don't think I need to explain this to you, but they are not attractive. I think they're extremely. Are you going to show me a picture now? I can see you fiddling with your phone. Yes. I'm going to keep going. Okay. So they get to the hotel in Prague and it is super classy and everybody gets their own room instead of having to double up. They're there um, to celebrate the carnival of lights. They end up going to the opera um, so the class doesn't get hurt while the fire monster attacks. Peter and Quinn bond over keeping watch and that Fury is kind of a dick. 
And they learn, and he learns that they need to keep the fire monster away from metal because metal can draw lava from the earth and give it more energy, which all like doesn't make sense. Like they call it the fire monster, but it's really like a lava monster, which is really like an earth monster. So you got two earth monsters, a water monster, and like an air monster. Yeah. And while they were trying to like get everyone to the opera, MJ like seems like she's kind of trying to like flirt with peter and get him to like sit next to her during the opera and like share a pair of like cutesy little binoculars uh and he's like wanting to do it but he knows he can't because he has to go fight the lava monster so she he makes ned tell her that he's sick yeah but she follows him out and then ned's girlfriend sees that mj's sneaking out so she's like let's sneak out and go to the carnival Mm -hmm. and so then all of them are outside and um MJ's just watching and like kind of sticking to the shadows and Ned and the girlfriend, Ned's acting real nervous because he knows they're going to be, there's going to be an attack mm-hmm. and he's telling the girlfriend that he's just nervous in large crowds. And so she's like, let's go on the Ferris wheel. We'll get lots of air up there. It seems like a crazy thing. Like if someone tells me they're like claustrophobic because of large crowds, I wouldn't just automatically assume that like taking them up high would make them feel better. I feel like large crowds and heights are like two of the most common (laughs) things that people are uncomfortable with it's kind of true but that's what they do so they get stuck on the uh at the ferris wheel when Mm -hmm. the thing attacks and then he then he tells them that it's that's the local superhero named nate monkey (laughs) (laughs) which is very silly Mm because what kind of monkey spits web things spider monkey (laughs) I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. MJ ends up picking up a thing with webs all over it. Uh, it's metal. And then after the fight, Fury asks Peter to go to Berlin with them where the, I don't know, Euro Center is. And it guilts them by saying that the world needs them. Mm-hmm. And Parker is like, I want to go on my class trip. And says no, and then goes for a lemonade with Quentin Beck, who I'm sure is not drinking lemonade. Oh, I laughed because he was like, let's go drink. And he's like, I'm not 21. And I'm like, but you're in Europe. Yeah, but he's also not like 18. But like, they're also in Europe. But usually on school trips, they make you sign a thing that says I'm not going to drink. Oh. Which on my trip to France, they made a sign and in fact, in college, if you weren't 21, they usually make you sign a thing. Well, I wouldn't sign it. <laughs> well, you just sign it and then drink anyway. Yeah. I can, I can tell you what you would do. But, um, yeah, there was definitely one girl who got real drunk with, like, her family because I think they were, like, actual alcoholics. Oh, no. Then, like, the teacher showed up at their, their house and she was drunk. Same. So, what's same? <laughs> The teacher showed up at your house and you were <laughs> drunk. Probably. Okay. Oh boy. So he ends up like dropping the glasses on the floor, and like some uh, some lady in the bar gives them back to him, and then uh, he uh, Peter realizes that he's not really he's like sixteen years old still and not really responsible enough to like have drone striking glasses. <laughs> the first thing he did was order a drone strike on his classmate yep um so he decides that the the message including the thing was not you're the next tony stark it's really that 
you are the one who has to choose the next Tony Stark because I trust your judgment because mm-hmm. you are young and pure and like have good judgment. Yeah. And so he decides Quentin should be the next one because he like he nearly sacrificed himself to save everybody from the fire monster and is older and wiser and wouldn't lose the glasses on the floor while just having lemonade <laughs> or maybe a lemonade mixed with a little beer. So he gives him to Beck and Beck's like, no, no. No, don't do that. And he does it anyway. And voice controls over the the th- Edith tent. And then he goes home to the mm-hmm. hotel where he, you know, everybody's like freaking out because there was a fire monster, lava monster. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, everybody's accounted for. We're good. And then um, uh, they're like, we're going all going home. Everybody's going home because like there's been two attacks in the two cities we happen to be in. So your parents and everybody in the school wants you home. And so they're like, okay, so like the next day they're going to fly home. And so Peter talks to MJ and he's like, I'm not ready for this trip to be over. And he's like, you want to meet me downstairs in 10 minutes? And she's like, five minutes. And then they, then they meet out downstairs and they're just walking around. And he wants to tell her that he likes her a lot. And so he starts by saying, there's something I want to tell you. And she's like, yeah, I know. You're Spider-Man. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not. Cause that totally like catches them off guard. And so then they have like a little like tiff about like if he's Spider-Man mm-hmm. or not. And then she brings out of her bag that thing she picked up with the, the webs on it. And she's like, you know, I pay attention. You disappeared. And then Spider-Man shows up in DC and then here we are. And then night monkey, night monkey shows up, <laughs> <laughs> which is a weird name. For a a Czech superhero to have an English name who also like spits the same webs. And then she shows him the thing and then drops it. And then it starts projecting a tornado thing and they both freak out. And then Peter figures it out that he's been tricked and that the monster isn't real. It's just a projection from that thing. And he's like, oh crap. He's back. I made a big mistake and I am Spider-Man. And then she's like, you just got done telling me how much you're not Spider-Man. And <laughs> you're telling me you are Spider-Man. Yeah, I, that's all I got. <laughs> and meanwhile, back at the bar yeah. that they have the drink at, turns out it wasn't actually a real bar. And it was all just projections also. And Quentin Beck was there. And all the people that looked like they were servers or patrons at the bar are like this group of like or disgruntled um, ex-stark employees. Yep. Uh, who are all really smart and good at certain technology things, but Tony Stark made them angry, which is believable. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he took all the credit for all of their work and then named uh, Quentin's life's work Barf. Uh, and like it's supposed to stand for something, but he essentially invented the hologram yeah. like, in one of the other movies. So the other Spider-Man movie like was like, I get to relive this like last day my parents were alive while I wear too much eyeliner as a younger version of myself. You know what and movie that was? Spider-Man, the other one. No. Nope. Are you sure? Yeah. Crap. What is it? Age of Ultron. <laughs> ah, I wanted to be Spider-Man because him and Pepper were on a break and then they got back together. Oh, no, no. So it was Civil War. Yep. So that was his project and why he's so good at making uh, holograms. holograms. The original Quentin Beck was a film VFX. Oh, in the comic books? Which is what I was really hoping he would still be. Oh. Because 
then you could like be really meta about like these like uh, huge budget so. CGI movies. Uh-huh. Uh, so his whole thing is that Tony basically like pissed all over his legacy and he's upset about it. And so now he wants to know that Iron Man's dead, but people know about aliens and superheroes. He can make himself seem like the greatest superhero so that he can be all powerful, I guess. Yeah, like get the recognition like he deserves. Yeah. And like He's a little megalomaniac. A little yeah, bit. and he calls um yeah, like he got mad when he realized that like Edith was going to essentially a teenager and he he called in like his his speech to like all his people, called uh, Tony Stark a boozy man child. Which is true. Yeah, that's why I wrote it in the note. But oh. then they go through like all the people that are working under him and they've all like have little backstories about what they invented and why Tony or whoever made them sad. Uh, one of them got yelled at by Obadiah in the first Iron Man movie because he was the guy that was supposed to make the reactor core and he was like, I can make it, but I can't make it that small. And he's like, Tony Stark made it in a cave. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I remember that scene. So, uh, so MJ and Ned and Peter conference in the hotel and they say that Peter's going to go stay with his family in Berlin so he can go to Berlin and uh, meet up with Nick Fury because he's sure that Quentin has bugged his phone while the rest of them go home from the trip. And this is where I need to take a break and drink something. And do we want to talk about money here? Sure. Okay, I'm going to play the money. So, it just came out. Um, That's so true. And So, I don't know how much it made. I know that it made like at least $100 because that's how much we spent. (laughs) Um, It's got a, an estimated budget. I don't know what the recorded numbers are in yet, but estimated to hit between 110 and $120 million based on the pre-sales. So that's really good. Um, and it has an estimated budget of $160 million, So it's definitely going to make its money back. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, I have no comment. <laughs> are we ready to play the money track again? Oh, and also our web guy said to make note that... Uh, Last week, we talked about how in our uh, phase four recap that actually came early. Uh, phase three? Yeah, phase three. You're that, looking forward to phase four so much. <laughs> uh, Avengers was on track to become the highest grossing movie of all time and beat out Avatar. Uh, and they just did like a big re-release this last weekend with some extra deleted scenes at the end or something. And it didn't break the record. It's like, honestly, like, Seven million dollars away or something so close can we just talk about how much i didn't like avatar because i didn't like avatar i didn't like avatar whatsoever i hate it i wanted avengers to beat it just because i hate avatar but then of course i saw them both the same amount of times but i don't foresee the new avatar movies doing all that well unless they push them really hard there's new avatar movies no i'm playing they're making five more what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Peter Parker. 
hops on the top of a train mm -hmm. from Prague to Berlin. Berlin. I should really check out. This is where I want to be like. I didn't think about it when they took the bus to Prague, but I definitely, the first thing that came to mind when he hopped on that train was like, how long is he sitting on top of that train? The answer is, oh, not, not too long. Four to five hours. Okay. That's just driving. If I want to take a train, four and a half hours. Not too bad. Four hours, 18 minutes, yeah. It's a long time to be sitting on top of a train. Y yeah. <laughs> but you know, whatever. And then he gets off the train. And then he tries to talk. To oh, and he's in his outfit. He's in his outfit. And he tries to ask a lady something. And she screams because he's like. The night monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Did she actually say that? Yeah. <laughs> Because really, he just looks like a um, SWAT team guy. Yeah, in his, <laughs> his, uh, his baklava. <laughs> Balaclava? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and his goggles. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but then like Nick Fury pulls up in a car out of nowhere and he gets in and he wants to tell him all this stuff and he makes him buckle up because you know what? Nick Fury's always getting in car accidents oh. or like swallowed up by pavement or whatever. Didn't get in a car accident in this movie. I yeah. was shocked. <laughs> and then they go to this like fancy building. Oh yeah, that's like all white. Yeah. It has like a lot of staircases that you've seen in other movies. Mm -hmm. And they're talking and then he's like, I have to tell you, everything about this guy and he's lying and blah, blah, blah. And then everything changes and Maria Hill disappears and it looks yeah. like it's all hologram. And it's just Nick and Peter and then Nick gets shot with a drone and Peter falls. And then everything starts going all kinds of crazy. Yeah. And I was like, this would be such a good video game level, except they already did that in two of the Batman games. Oh. Because I also feel like they did that, well, something kind of similar in, um, in a Call of Duty. Oh. Yeah, like I want to call it Cut do, the Bob Do you play a lot of Call of Duty? <laughs> well, I don't play the verses because I'm real bad at it. But let me tell you that their single player like campaigns like have insane storylines. And I've only played one. Mm. And it was Call of Duty Black Ops 3. But man, was it crazy. You should play the last one that I heard was terrible, but it has Jon Snow in it. As Jon Snow or as uh, Kit Harington? No, as someone else. And they're in outer space. Oh, I bet like it. Yeah, because it definitely like is like, it's like, oh, we play like these memories from World War II and then like pieces of land start flying up. Are you sure you weren't playing Assassin's Creed? I'm sure because I've never <laughs> played Assassin's Creed. Anyway. So then, like, floors start falling and, like, things start disappearing. And it turns out he's in an abandoned building. And then he's trying to fight Mysterio slash Quentin Beck. And he really just ends up getting hit by a train. Mm. He When he wakes up, he is in a jail cell with some soccer fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, crap. I didn't look this up because I couldn't spell it. They flashed it on screen like twice, but like it had so many letters. Yeah. Okay, hold You're on. You're somewhere in the Netherlands. Yeah. But I wrote it down. I wrote down Broderbrandereich, Netherlands. Mm. Hold on. 
see if that's a real place. It says it cannot find whatever I wrote in there because I couldn't write that down a lot fast enough. Okay, so he's somewhere in the Netherlands. A small town with a lot of tulips. A lot of tulips, a lot of goats, a lot of soccer hooligans. And he asks the little man at a little stand with a goat to use his cell phone and just gives him his cell phone. And what I thought was ridiculous and just ruined the immersion for me was that he just knew someone's phone number off the top of his head. What teenager knows a phone number off the top of their head anymore? I don't know. I don't know any teenagers. I don't know any phone numbers anymore. Well, I know my grandma. I know all the phone numbers that I knew before I got a cell phone. Uh Uh-huh. But after I got a cell phone, I stopped memorizing phone numbers. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, so he calls Happy. Oh, well, you know what? He probably saw Happy's number a lot from the first movie when he was like calling Happy every day and Happy was was ghosting him. Yes, that is a correct use of that term, and I know internet stuff. Uh, yeah, he calls Happy, and he's like, hey, I'm at this place, but he couldn't pronounce it because for the same reasons we couldn't. <laughs> and so then he has the little man at the stand say it, and then Happy comes and lands the like fancy jet from Stark Industries in a tulip field. Yep. And Peter's all like wounded and limping and bleeding, uh-huh. and I felt got- so bad. He got hit by a train, my baby. Well, I'm glad to know that you have feelings. Literally any time Tom Holland cries on screen, it makes me tear up. Okay. Now I think you're weird. Why? Please say that other people like also make you cry. I mean, sure. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just like... But not in these stupid movies. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like based on your level of sexual attraction (laughs) like sometimes do women make you cry yeah okay good happy has to stitch him up Mm -hmm. and they have to figure out where the rest of the class is when he was getting stitched up his arms looked so good he was flexing so it was like supposed to hurt Uh uh-huh yeah yeah and happy kept telling him to relax and he was like i can't relax i like fuck this up majorly but really crying But really, when you're like when you're getting shots or getting stitches, like you do have to relax all your muscles. So otherwise, it's gonna hurt worse. Mm-hmm. So happy was right. Last time I got a shot, my nurse was like, "Look away if you need to. If you don't like needles, now relax." Well, and I was like, "I used to get allergy shots. I get shots like every day of my life. <laughs> it's not a big deal." <laughs> She's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> There are there are people who. When I was little, the first time I tried to get blood drawn, I was petrified, and the first time that I got my allergy shot, I kicked the nurse really hard. <laughs> How old were you? I was like five. Okay, okay, that's a little, maybe that's a little better. older than that, but not like you know, I was like elementary school. If you would have been like eleven and done that, <laughs> I would have been so mad at you. Nineteen. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Then they they follow uh, Flash's. I'm gonna call it a vlog. Mm-hmm. I think he was periscoping. I don't know. This is your. I don't do that kind of me. social media. He was either like doing a Facebook or an Instagram live or like Periscope, something like that, where he's like live streaming for no good reason, and there's like little things popping up all over the screen. Um, and they're like, oh, they're in London. So then they fly to London. And while yep. they're flying, he's like, 
go find a suit. And then like this absurd and like over the top contrived machinery pops out of the back of the plane. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's like basically like a Jarvis like hologram situation yeah. that Tony would have. Yeah, and it makes him a new Spider-Man suit and he gets to design it all and he gets to get his little um, sugar glider wings yep. and like whatever he wants and his taser whatnots while Happy drives the plane and this is where this is where Peter figures out that Happy is dating his aunt, right? Because he says he says that his Peter Tingle is off. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh boy, you've been talking to my aunt. Yeah. And then they... Coming to London, and he jumps out of the plane because it's a Marvel movie, and everyone's got to jump out of a plane. Yeah, um, uh, they call they call Nick Fury on the telephone and ask him if he if Tony like the the surfboard that's lying around Tony's house mm. is Nick Fury's because things might not always be what they seem. He didn't seem like a surfer guy, but things aren't always as they seem. And then he jumps out and then into the, like the storm. And then once you get past, I guess, the outside of the storm, which is like a guy, like a giant man that um, like when all the Power Rangers come together, like the four elements come together and make a bigger what? But it's Voltron. <laughs> I don't know what Voltron is, but they what? definitely. Sm- we go over this nearly every podcast, how I don't know what Voltron is. Why does Voltron come up so much? I don't know. You're the one who brings him up. Voltron's basically like the Power Rangers, like when they're in their animal yes. ones and then it becomes a big robot. Yes. Same thing. The big robot. Yeah. yeah. And so it's more powerful. And there's like a giant like tornado thingy above London, the London t- or the Tower Bridge. Mm-hmm. And once Flash you get called inside, it the London Bridge. <laughs> yeah, it's not called the London which that's the thing that you see in the song about and it's falling down, but it doesn't, I don't know if it ever existed because it fell down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, once you get inside of it, you apparently just get to see all the drums with their like holographic projectors inside of it. So uh, Peter starts webbing all the drones together. Mysterio gets wind of it and is like, something's messing with my drones. And then he's like, what is it? And then he like takes control of one of the drones and like looks through its lenses and is like, oh, it's Spider-Man. He's like, I'm going to kill him. And then there's a big fight scene. And Peter runs out of webs, which I think is crazy. Why? Well, okay. Well, I don't like this version. I like when Spider-Man's webs are natural. I don't like that one bit. (laughs) Because it makes more sense to me why he would always have it. Because he goes to, he goes all the way to Europe. And then, like, his bag gets searched for a banana. Like, Aunt May would have had to pack his webs. That's true. And then, like, what do you do? Like, at some point, you're always going to run out of webs. Like, hmm. how much webs do you pack for a two-week trip? Three-week trip? It's very unclear, like, how, how quickly he runs out. Volume wise, like those webs are really, really long. Mm-hmm. So, like, putting it in a can that's like on I'm, your wrist, on your wrist. So, like, to me, like, even if it was like the size of a a whipped cream can, like that's still huge. Like that's gonna show on your wrist, and that's not go- like you know how long it takes for me to go through whipped cream. <laughs> like that. 
like a can of whipped cream is not going to go up to a like 20 story building. <laughs> well, it's less gross. <laughs> I am not going to comment on the grossness. I'm just going to say that that it just makes more sense. They also and then make the another tower. penis joke <laughs> about his web shooter. I don't remember this. I don't remember what the joke was exactly, but Spider-Man says, oh, when he tries on the new costume and he's like, it's a little tighter on the web shooter. Oh. Then when he's at the Tower of London, like that would have been like a perfect place where he could have like actually built a web. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's like a square. And then like his enemies are a bunch of tiny oh, things. Yeah. That c- but instead he just runs out of web. Also, one of my favorite Spider-Man comics, it's like a penis joke. It's like a comic of a guy like with like Spider-Man's pants down. The guy's like on his knees with a web all over his face. <laughs> and he's like, sorry, that's never happened before. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, but yeah, so he runs out of web and he's getting shot by all the drones, but he like electrocuted them. So now they're like visibly drones and it's not like a, a giant cloud monster anymore. Yeah. Um, and Quentin Beck is like on this bridge, um, like on the top part of the tower bridge. Yeah, and he's like inside, like the glass part, and controlling all the drones. And he's trying to murder all of Peter's friends who are like in a double decker bus. But then they got off, and then they run places, and then and then like the four friends plus Happy because they like Happy like he's like get on my jet, and then like they blow up the jet. They blow up the jet. <laughs> they end up at the the Tower of London, which mm-hmm. is like the old castle where they keep the crown jewels. And that's how you know where they are because there's crown jewels there. Mm-hmm. And then there's like suits of armor, including like old style weaponry, like maces, halberds. And then I love that they had the, uh, what are those guys called with the, the big hats that guard the... Beef eaters? Yeah. No, not those ones. With the hat. That The hat means beef eater to me. Someone told me just recently, actually, okay. that the beef eaters specifically guard something else and that the guys with the hats are called something else i want to google what is a beef eater a a yeoman warder or yeoman of the guard in the tower of london oh how much do beef eaters get paid are they the ones that aren't supposed to smile or like move yeah um 722 pounds per hour for a kitchen assistant Thanks. (laughs) You clearly don't know what it is. Why do British guards wear furry hats? The British Army, following the Battle of Waterloo and the action in which they gained their name, the Grenadier Guards were permitted to wear bearskin. The bearskin should not be mistaken for a busby, which is a smaller fur cap worn by the Royal Horse Artillery. Oh my goodness. Interesting. I am done with like British hats. Waterloo. Good Abbasong. (laughs) (laughs) true that but i'm done with british hats then he goes and tries to fight quentin inside the bridge and he makes like a new hologram situation happening but then peter's like no use your peter tingle (laughs) and um defeats all of the drones and uh Disappears all the walls and makes like just a big black space. Oh, and then also once Peter disables all the drones, they try to have Nick Fury killed, but then Maria is on the rooftop with a rocket launcher and destroys it. Okay, end of movie, right? Pretty much. 
So then he defeats Quentin after some more hologram tomfoolery. And um, the drone that was attacking the friends and what's his face go down and they they did some medieval weaponry on it. And Tom Holland gets back the got glasses and he's like, execute everyone. I mean, <laughs> he like shut down all the drones and then she's like, do you want me to execute all the cancer protocols? He's like, yeah, execute them all. Which is the weirdest turn of phrase. It's such a weird way to say that. It's very important later. Let's just say yes. Yes. Um, and then. Uh, and he ki- kisses MJ because she appears out of nowhere with her mace to mm-hmm. kiss him on the bridge. And then he. Uh, she shows him that Happy gave her the necklace, but it's all smashed up. And she's like, I actually like it better this way. And she's like, I lied to you. I actually wasn't just staring at you because I thought you were Spider-Man. I was staring at you because I like you. And he's like, I really like you too. And then they kiss some more. And then she leaves. And they all go back home to New York. Which airport do they fly into? I actually didn't notice. Are you kidding? Okay. I'm going to yeah. say JFK? Nope. LaGuardia? Nope. This the other one? Actually- <laughs> This is actually really disturbing because this is the the one that makes the least sense. Because where do they live? Queens. Yeah. Both the other airports are in Queens. JFK and LaGuardia? Mm-hmm. Where's the other one? What's the other one? I don't remember what it's called. Newark. Oh, okay. Isn't that in New Jersey? Yes. Geography. So it makes no sense that they like flew into Newark. <laughs> Maybe it was cheaper. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but like, still, like, that's what. I mean, I guess what's his face? Flash Thompson lives in New Jersey, mm. but like in Queens, which is funny because he's the rich one, and I imagine New Jersey being the dirtier one, and like Manhattan being nicer. None of the airports in, are in Manhattan. No, I know. I just mean like in terms of where people live. Oh yeah, like think of uh, New Jersey as like the rich suburbs. Like the Hamptons are the rich suburbs. Well, it's more upstate, isn't it? are where you go on like your it is like the cabin mm-hmm. only fancier so so yeah then they're all alive and and uh, Aunt May ends. and what's his face have to admit they're dating mm-hmm. it's annoying and then well Aunt May is like I don't know it's just kind of like a summer fling I don't really know where this is going and Happy wants it to go somewhere else but she's not super into it and then he's like I'm gonna leave because I have a date and goes to pick up MJ and then in his costume like the web swingy thing through the city with her and she's horrified and I was hoping that they would do a callback to um, Spider-Man either one or two where they're swinging through the air and um, he's like holding Mary Jane for the first time and they're swinging through the air and it's visibly like um, Kirsten Dunst holding on to like a dummy <laughs> in a spider-man costume and her hair is blowing in the wrong direction for the way that they're swinging it's incredible <laughs> but they didn't do that <laughs> why would they why would they call back to a mistake <laughs> honestly it's like a meme <gasps> okay so so they do that and then end credits you think you're the only superhero in the world you're here with a mission sir well i guess that's worth a look you know, and thank you, by the way, for listening. Rose. So then we come to the post credit scene. <laughs> Stop showing me that gif. Uh, yeah, we get to the post credit scene, and he it's... sets Mary Jane down in, like, Times Square. And she's like, we're never going to do that again. Uh-huh. 
And then he's like, okay, well, I got to go. And then he jumps up onto a lamppost. And then they look up at one of the screens on Times Square. And it's like a breaking news report. And then it cuts to like a film, like cell phone footage of Quentin Beck right before he died saying like, I don't know what's happening. I was trying to stop all these drones and then Spider-Man attacked me and I think he did it. And yeah. then he gives away Spider-Man's true identity. Mm-hmm. And then it's, uh, what's his face? He has a lot of J's in his name. J. Jonas Johnson. J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. That guy. Or J.K. Simmons. Yes. Which and was he- a callback to the first Spider-Man movie. I don't Okay. He played J.J.J. Also, your reference to the first Spider-Man movies is very confusing to me since there have been like a lot of them. The Tobey Maguire, Sam Thank Raimi you. Spider-Man movie. Only now he's like a very angry Alex Jones, like Spider-Man, I'm angry at you kind of guy. When apparently in the web, in the, in the web comics, <laughs> in the comics, he was just his boss at the Daily, Daily Bugle. He was Bugle. still angry. Yeah, but he wasn't angry at Spider-Man, he right? He Spider-Man. He hates Spider-Man? Yeah, he's always hated Spider-Man. He blames him for all the problems in the city. Oh, well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard. <laughs> no, I take it back. There are lots more dumb things I've heard. Um. And then there's an extra post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Maria and Nick Fury driving around in a car, and it turns out it's and also neither. not getting in a car accident still. Yeah, and it turns out it's neither of those. It's the squirrels Scroll. imitating them, and they're like, "We're gonna have to call them because whatever." And then they call Nick Fury, and they're like, "We gave him the glasses, and things kind of went to shit." And Nick Fury is on a beach, but it's like a really fake-looking beach. And it turns out it's just like a background and he's really on like a gigantic spaceship, presumably. So a I, don't, bunch of scrolls. I don't know what that's about, but he doesn't have any shoes. Probably Captain Marvel too. Also, you know what it made me think of? What? Valerian. Oh. When they're on the spaceship on the fake beach. Yeah. Not a good movie. He has a new movie coming out though. The director. Oh, okay. I don't remember what it is. I don't really care. But you like Fifth Element. I did like the Fifth Element so much. You know why? Why? I love that makeup gun. <laughs> oh. That thing makes me laugh. Oh. Anna or Anna. It's this like action movie. It's basically like the Lady oh. John Wick, except for it's not the Lady John Wick. because I get that confused with Hannah. Don't know what that is. It's both a movie and a TV show about a lady who is an assassin. Oh, so basically the same thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> So, all movies I don't really want to see, but, you know, whatever. You know what movie I do want to see from, like, all the previews we watched? What? Um, well, I'll tell you, it is not The Fast and the Furious Far okay. From Home. I am so excited to see that movie. What? I, like, I liked the first preview, but I was, like, this is just, like, because, like, they timed it to the music and, like, to be in the music really well, and I thought that was cool, but I was, like, this movie looks dumb. But the preview we saw today, which was, like, 10 full minutes long. It was basically it was felt so like watching long. the whole movie. It was cool. And I was like, no, I'm was so not. excited to see this movie no, now. No, it was not. <laughs> no, it was not. What are you excited to see? Charlie's Angels. I totally thought you were going to be because they literally, I don't think they used the word competent, but they used a simile of the word competent to describe uh-huh. the women. And I was like, Dale's going to love that. Yeah. That's probably why. Speaking of competency, I went to this, like, I don't even know what it was. It was, like, some discuss, like, like stuff at work thing. 
and it was about generational differences. <laughs> and then I learned what by the years, like generation I like should be in and what generation like I think like why generations can like not get along or don't understand each other or whatever. And it like, it's kind of funny because like you, you know, like I clearly come from a generation where like I use the telephone for everything except for ordering pizza, like how me and your grandma are the people who call you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I have trouble with like texting proficiently, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> but um, one of the things. So you're a baby boomer. <laughs> no, Generation X. Mm. But one of the things that, like, it said in the in the, like the list of things were like, "What do you look for like, for in leadership?" And the answer was competency. And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I do look for competency," which is like yeah. Nick Fury should not be in charge of that organization. Marie Hill should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's apparently hanging out on the spaceship for like no reason <laughs> and um, can't find his shoes. <laughs> yep, can't find his shoes. Usually, I can find my shoes. Usually, I have like. So, what do we have left? Oh, what did we learn from this? I learned uh, near-death experiences make people attracted to each other. And you don't have to take them on top of the Eiffel Tower. Um, I'm not sure I gained that. Um, what are you drawing that from? Well, what's your name? Confessed her love, Mary Jane, after they almost died. And yeah, but she also always felt that way because she's been watching Yeah, but it since. got her to admit it. Okay. And Ned and Betty were like, oh, well, they were being pretty cutesy the whole time, but they were like especially cutesy after they were trapped on the Ferris wheel together and almost That's died. true. Okay. So I think what you learned is near death experiences make you cutesy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, I learned that don't be a jerk when you're the boss because mm. your employees will be resentful and try to kill people over it. Yep, after you're done. <laughs> I learned that Tom Holland has an even crazier body than I knew he did already. Oh, boy. Um, what I didn't understand was, like, with the drones, how did they make it look like they were, like, melting things? Like, they didn't have heat rays. You know, this movie really doesn't make sense. Well, speaking of movies that don't make sense. Oh, what? How well would you rate this in terms of Batman versus Superman? <laughs> Okay, so things I liked about this movie. Number one, it had a cat in it (laughs) that you didn't even notice. Didn't even notice. Yeah, so that's automatically five. Okay, number two, I really like Ned's shirt that said, Danger, I'm a hugger. (laughs) (laughs) And number three, I did like that Mysterio called Tony Stark a boozy man child. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I thought that was also accurate. What I found to be like a giant letdown was the post-post-credit scenes where Maria Hill was not Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. I just like, just let her do her job. <laughs> Don't give it to somebody else. I did not like that uh, Aunt May was dating Happy. Mm-hmm. I did like physical humor. Oh, and I didn't like that Nick Fury was such a jerk. And that's why Mysterio like had such an easy time bonding with Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. You know what he needs? Um, what I can only assume is our next movie. Black Widow, <laughs> Head Shield Recruiter. 
Oh. Need somebody in HR. <laughs> well, she recruited the Hulk, and I don't like him, so. <laughs> she recruited, like, everybody. She recruited Tony Stark, and you love him. No, Nick Fury recruited Tony Stark. Because she had to go. She was just spying on him. She got him there. By being a bad secretary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, she recruited, um, she re-recruited What's-His-Face. Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. So, in conclusion, like, I feel like I should have liked this movie more than I did, but, like, the end was such a letdown. Because of Maria. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, I guess I did like that she was a character in the movie. So I want to give it like six. Only six? Yeah. Like you it, said it gets five just for the cat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like it feels like it should be more. But I'm gonna go with six. Let's go with my my first instinct. Okay. Like it really feels like it should be more, but like that left a sour taste in my mm, mouth. That's fair. But you just think about Tom Holland taking off his shirt and his and his pants separately. Yep. Oh wait, what? what's the next movie about? We don't necessarily know. It's not Black Widow. Maybe HR recruiter. Could be that. Could be Black Panther 2. Could be... Have they started filming Something that? random. I don't know. Probably. Why don't they have their act together? I don't know. You know what would happen? You, they should... If Kevin Feige wasn't in charge, and instead it was Maria Hill, <laughs> no shit. It'd be like, this is when phase three ends. I think what we're going to have to do is just start it on the DC movies. Yeah.